Hello and welcome to Gang Gang the Drinks. Ooh, mine popped weird. <laughs> A supernatural drinking game podcast. It's the podcast where we make up drinking game rules for our favorite episodes of our favorite show, Supernatural. And we play along uh, as we watch the episodes and then we recap them for you. We talk about how the rules play out and then we tell you at the end what the next episode's going to be and what the rules are going to be for that episode. I mean, it's it's not that complicated. It sounds more complicated than it is. Right? Yes, it does. Uh, but it's not complicated mm-hmm. at all. Um, no. Couldn't no. couldn't be simpler. No. Uh couldn't Who's be. that voice you hear? Oh, this is Nate McWhorter. A performer at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona, and lover of Supernatural. Yeah. And who and, and who I'm introduced this? That's Chrissy oh, Lenz. Yes, that's Chrissy Lenz. <laughs> uh, also performer at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater and lover of the handsomest show, uh, handsomest longest running show on television, uh, genre show on television. Hearts. Still running in our uh, Oh, always, always. Um, yeah, so we're super excited to be with you today. We made up drinking game rules for one of our favorite episodes. Today is a Nate episode. Yeah, it is a Nate episode. Which means Nate picked it and Nate made up the rules and Nate's going to do the recap. So if you didn't like this episode, you have me to blame for the fact that you watched it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you didn't like the rules, though, you definitely can blame me. And please tell me all the rules that I should have done because I feel like either I've been off my game lately making these rules, or I don't know. I don't know. Um, I did. I uh, do have one suggested rule for you. Okay. Okay. We'll get to that. Uh, okay. Chrissy, what are you drinking right now? Well, I'm changing it up just a little bit for me. I'm having okay. a white claw, a black cherry oh. white claw. Uh, it's gluten free. It's 100 calories. It's 5% alcohol. Nice. I am having the complete opposite of that in that mine has all of the gluten in it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Ooh, I is it drink- a hazy, I, a hazy uh, IPA? No, it is not an IPA at all, actually. It is a Big Blue Van Blueberry Wheat Beer from College Street Ooh. Brewing in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Uh, yum, yum, Lake Havasu. a popular choice here in, uh, here in the hot desert. Uh, it tastes quite like a blueberry muffin, uh, but, but it also goes down pretty light and smooth. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty popular choice around these parts. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you ever get a chance to go check out College Street, check them out. They're pretty, pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Excellent. today's episode, though. Today's episode, Chrissy. Last time it was my episode, we weren't far away. My last episode was season 11, episode 7, which was plush, as you recall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we only... Uh, that that episode aired uh, like right around Thanksgiving time. We're we're jumping just the next week. We're jumping right into the first week of December, 2015, season 11, episode eight. The very next episode is called 
just my imagination just my imagination yeah uh it's an episode we've done at the phoenix fan fusion uh for mashup before uh Mm -hmm. it's got uh all sorts of fun stuff that we'll get into and i love watching it and i probably watched it like i don't know six seven times at this point in (laughs) and uh which is gonna be great when i can't remember anything that happens in this episode as i talk about it and recap it but uh yeah so uh i'm excited to jump into it but let's talk about our drinking game rules first uh uh uh, the first rule being anytime there is some sort of Xanacidal attack, as, a, as in an attack on a Xana, mm-hmm. that, is, uh, that is our first rule. Our second rule is anytime we have a flashback, take yep, a drink. Take a drink. Uh, uh, we, you finish your drink, or maybe you chug a bunch, chug during the whole thing, or waterfall, or I don't know. Uh, it, it, basically, the extra, extra drinking rule for this episode is for the air guitar solo. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty which is sweet. Great. We'll talk it about is. it. Uh, uh, a rule that I'm calling indignant Dean. So basically anytime Dean is just like really indignant or just like kind of uh, uh, put off and not put offish, uh, whatever, like cast some sort of aspersion upon the situation or Zana or uh, Sam or mm-hmm. anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, quote ever think. Yeah. Anytime someone says ever think we're taking a drink. Uh, anytime there's some cage talk. Taking cage a drink. Talk. And then Chrissy, what rule did you add? And then I have one that I thought about adding. And then I think I forgot to keep track of as I was watching. So it probably either was a mistake or I, I don't know. What was your rule? Uh, pop culture references by Dean. Okay. That was, yeah, that's, I, Sometimes I feel like that's one I lean on, and I really should have just done it for this one, because, yes, there are quite a few, uh, and we could totally... Yeah, I like that. So we'll add that one in there, Pop Culture References by Dean, because mm-hmm. um, the Totoro reference is amazing. <laughs> yep. I totally forgot that that was a reference, and then it happened, and I was like, oh, yes, what a uh, what a line. Uh, I was going to do a thumbs up. Sully does, like, thumbs up a bunch. That was going to be the rule I would I would add, or at least he does it a couple times. I at least I counted two, and I think I forgot to keep looking as the episode went on. Uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. didn't track that. If you're if you're looking for a little uh, a little extra, try to keep track of how many thumbs ups there are and pop culture references, and uh, yeah. So I say we. Oh yeah, and then I actually did want to maybe add another shot. If you're feeling froggy, if you feel like these rules don't aren't going to hit it hard enough, and you want an extra shot, uh, bloody face mom, take a shot. Oh yeah, yeah, bloody yeah. face mom is great. Sparkle oh, bloody blood. face, yeah, sparkle sparkle blood, yeah, do that. All right, it's time for some supernatural. Woo! Pew 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 pew! Wow wow wow! Then. The then is the same then as the last time I recapped an episode. It's the darkness is coming. Uh, uh, the boys let it out. Sam's got these visions uh, that we end up finding are from Lucifer, but he thinks are from God, um, saying that he needs to go back to the cage. Whatever. All of that rather kind cage of... Cage mumbo-jumbo. Cage mumbo-jumbo. This is all pretty superfluous to this 
particular episode with the with the exception of kind of uh, our Xana do talk about the darkness and how they've heard about the darkness and and of course this is the the time of supernatural where every episode whatever bad we're coming across is like the darkness every it's like it's like a bingo card if you can get it in there i guess that should have been one of our uh our drinking rules because it probably would have hit four or five times uh anyway uh supernatural title card uh we are in a uh, an unfamiliar setting we're in the bedroom of a young girl who's having a tea party uh, with with what looks just to be herself at first, mm-hmm. and then her parents come mm-hmm. in and they say, "We have, we've got to go to dinner." And the dad's like, "We have reservations." And the mom's like, "Doctor said it's best just to let her have the imaginary friend and whatever." Uh, and then it's revealed, "Oh my gosh, there's actually some sort of supernatural being that is with the the young girl." And he says, "Go ahead, Maddie, I'll clean up this mess." Which like. We'll get. I'll, I'll get into this. I'll get into that later when we meet uh, our, our oh, air guitar really? friend. Um, well, I, I just. Uh, I, do you want to talk about how Xana do chores right now? Because I'm down. Yeah, to it. I do. Because I, I <laughs> okay. was like, first of all, there's no big mess to clean up, so it's like no, you was like, I'll stack up this. But like, if the parents were like, okay, no, she fully didn't clean up her tea party. Who in the living hell is coming into our house and cleaning up the tea party? Yep. Just like uh, uh, the other guy, the the oh my god, I totally can't even remember the guy's name. The uh, air guitar Xana, the like rocker uh-huh. Xana guy uh-huh. at the end, uh, Fletcher, right? Weems, Weems. Fletch- Sorry, Weems. That's his name. Yes, Weems is his Weems name. Fletcher is, is the name. kid. Yes, Fletcher's the kid. Weems uh, is. He's like he's like doing the laundry because the kid wets the bed, right? So then he like mm-hmm. the mom for sure. Wait, like, what is he getting up before the mom in the morning and like f- putting the, all that back on the bed for the kid? Like, <laughs> is all right, does the mom just wake up and there's laundry out on the line and she's like, huh? Yeah. Wonder huh. who did that? Like that's I'm anyway. Get yourself a Xana. I know. I, to me, it, like it should be believable that the kid could do it themselves if the Xana is doing it, because like they must have some kind of code. You know, they're only visible to people they want to see them, so they know they have to stay hidden in secret. So they're like they should have some kind of guideline that says they can only do chores for the kid if it's believable that the kid could have done it themselves. Right. I agree. I wish they would dive way more into Xana rules and regs. Me too. Uh, <laughs> I want them to come back. I like. I wish they had ever they come don't, back. And yet they leave that door open. That door is left open at the end of the episode because the like uh, whatever enchantment or spell that Sully does so that they can see Xana, he never like reverses it, right or whatever. So like they could still theoretically see Xana, and you totally could have brought him back, and we could have done a whole dive into the Xanaverse. Yeah, I really like them. I, I thought they were really neat. Um, n- not a monster, but a supernatural being. Right. And Just which, as interesting which, as like a djinn or a trickster. Right. And it takes, speaking of, great. Oh, Chrissy, how did you know? You said just like a djinn or a trickster. Well, do you know that this episode is the first episode directed by uh, Richard Spate Jr.? Oh, our beloved trickster himself. Yes. This is going to tie so, into my episode, too. Nice. 
look at that. It's like we play in these things that we haven't. So it's kind of nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> accidents. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have, we have the chore doing sparkle. So sparkle is a Xana that is, uh, sparkly and has a unicorn horn. Nope. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. A unicorn has a unicorn horn. Horn. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, sorry. All of a sudden I was thinking we were back watching, uh, uh, the, <laughs> the penny whistles. I was like, no, that was a different episode. No, unicorn horn, sparkle, uh, and he's going to clean up. So the girl leaves. Sparkle's cleaning up or doing whatever, and he thinks that Maddie has come home, and instead it's someone who's there to stab him, presumably, or kill him. Yeah, they kill with a big dagger. It's, it's Sparkle's done. Maddie comes home. She goes into her room, and Sparkle is all bloody and killed, and that's... Then when we flash to the bunker, uh, Sam wakes up, he starts to get coffee. Okay, last week, or my last episode, I teased, and maybe it wasn't our last, I can't remember. At some point I teased that I want to talk about the kitchen in the bunker. Yeah, what's with the kitchen in the bunker? Why is why is there an industrial size, like, restaurant coffee pot? Right! This it's like an it's like an industrial kitchen, but it's also like half bathroom. There's a vanity, and, and like it's so weird. It's a weird, and I don't feel like it stays like this. I feel like, or I don't feel like it was always like this. Maybe it was different when they first got in the bunker, or maybe it's different later. But like whatever set they are using for the kitchen is just wild. Yeah, it seems really industrial. Uh, in this episode, it seems right. really like it's, uh, you know, m- like the bunker is meant to house many men of letters, but there's only ever we've only ever see like two guys in it. Yeah. Well, and and we only ever see a few rooms of it ever. Like right. they show us a few different spots, obviously the main room with the big table and everything and kind of like the stairs and the foyer and, and all that. And then you get like the boys bedrooms We've seen a garage. We've seen like endless um, hallways and lots of endless hallways, a room <laughs> where the, the, they keep Crowley behind a bunch of moving, like a false bookcase or whatever. Like, yeah. So we've seen like some various, but this kitchen is another, is another place that they put the boys a lot commonly. But like, I feel like in this season, it looks so weird. I don't know. I agree. Just, I agree with you. Yeah. <clears throat> I was I just, it feels put cold. off by the kitchen. And, and the I was put of off the... by Sammy being so indignant that the coffee pot was empty. It's like, it's first thing in the morning. You want this. <laughs> so who do you expect to be filling up the coffee in the middle of the night? I'm wondering if he had a preset pre-made. Oh. And, it, and Sully, Sully like poured it out or, or like, you know, made him coffee already or something. Oh, maybe. Know. Maybe. Good catch. Obviously, these Xana are doing things in the middle of the night. <laughs> like making entire candy buffets, which is what Sully does. And Sam walks by it like twice before doing the like cartoonish double, double take. Double take. Uh, of, oh, uh, what is this? And Sully appears and says, and, and is telling Sam, like, Sam doesn't believe it's him. Sam doesn't he believe that right he's in the real. Nose. Yeah, he punches him. <laughs> uh, and Sully, by the way, played by Nate Torrance. Uh, awesome, awesome actor. Perfect person to play this role, I think. Uh, yeah, 
So uh, Sam, yeah, is is pretty uh, flabbergasted that here is Sully, his his old imaginary friend from when he was a kid and he was alone, and we end up seeing those flashbacks. Um, and <clears throat> so basically, yeah, Sully starts saying, Sam, I need your help. Uh, my, I think I have friends who are like murder, you know, coming after my, or people are coming after my friends, not I have friends. People are coming after my friends and I, I know that you do this kind of stuff. And obviously from when we were together in the past and I need you to come in. So then Dean walks in. And he's like seeing Sam just talking to himself, which yeah, at this which point is in pretty, time in Supernatural little... is like, yeah. <laughs> he's obviously worried because he's got these visions and stuff going on. So then he's just in the kitchen, like talking to himself. Uh-oh, what's going on? Um, but he sees all the junk food and he sees all the candy. Uh, and Dean or, and Sam is like, what do you mean you can't see? You can't see this guy's right here. So finally, Sully reveals himself to Dean. Uh Dean's reaction is to uh, go get his gun. Yep. That's what he thinks he's going to go do. He's being indignant Dean, as you said. Yes. This whole, he's yeah, great. you can just count this whole so scene indignant. as one big indignant Dean. I think I counted um, it as more than one. I think I counted each jab as like an instance. Yeah. I think I counted, I think, yeah, two or three, because I think I did like, his initial reaction, then he has like, yeah, a second one. And I think he finishes with one. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so they kind of get into a little bit of an argument or whatever, but um, they re- they get, they get past it. They decide they're going to help out this, uh, this Xana, this weird creature, even though Dean who, after all this time, after all the bads and, and supernatural creatures that they've like helped and are good and whatever, he's still like, Nope, monster. Gotta put it down. Always yeah. gotta put it down. It always like shocks me when he can't believe something is true. And I and I get that what they were doing is uh, you know to create conflict in this episode, but I think Dean would have been uh on board with these fun little mythical creatures. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. And it's like the same thing whenever they have Dean like in whatever seasons when he's like not willing to believe that there are angels. Or not willing to believe that there's God. Or not willing to believe that there's like... And it's like, but after everything that you, like, <laughs> that you guys do, why is there anything you wouldn't believe in at this point? Right. Like, why is there anything at all you wouldn't wholeheartedly believe in from Jump? Right. You've faced off against like uh, holiday co- uh, uh, <laughs> mascots and stuff. Gods. Mythical gods or whatever. Like, anyway. Uh yeah, so uh, they they argue about whether Xana exists. They kind of like go through men of letters stuff. They finally decide, all right, we're gonna go. We're gonna uh, investigate. Uh, as they start to investigate, they pull up to the little girl's house. This is where we get another indignant Dean because yep. he, oh, the freaking Burton Ernie. Mm-hmm. Oof. Although Oof. they look so cute in their like sensitive yeah. sweaters. <laughs> I did wonder because they pull up in their in their uh, normal attire and then they're like, oh, how are we going to play this? And then they pull up in their like therapist attire. Uh, I'm like, did they go home and change or did they just change inside baby? <laughs> they're, they're both in there. Both those giant humans are in that car changing. Yeah. Uh, no, they probably just went to a gas station. 
you know, around the corner. Or just still be pretty conspicuous. Yeah. It would be. Especially pulling up in that car. Yeah. Right? Because they pull up in baby, right? It's not like they're in... Yeah, you know, you're seven where they're in weird cars. (laughs) And you're run of the mill, uh, door to door therapists, child therapists that drive classic vintage American muscle cars. Uh, Yeah. So uh, we talk to. uh, uh, we, We have the whole scene in the car before they walk up with Sully, though, where he's like, it's pretty bad in there, guys. So they go up. Uh, they go in, they talk to the mom. The mom is like, she won't go in her room anymore. We don't know what's going on. Uh, the boys are like, can we just go take a look up there? They go up. Uh, nothing looks amiss. And then Sully comes in and he's like, oh, right. Let me show you. And it is a bloodbath. Just every, all you know, you got sparkly blood everywhere. Um, and they see how bad it is. And then the mom comes in and this is where we get our bloody, bloody mom faced scene uh bloody faced mom there we go uh and it's she mm-hmm. like sits down in sparkle and like then touches her face and like wipes the blood all over her. and the boys and Sully are just sitting there mouths gaping open honestly i couldn't even tell you what she talks about because yeah they do a good job of her just being covered in this blood you're just staring at it yeah like what huh uh yeah so they uh after they get done investigating that uh and they see that he's been kind of he's, he's been stabbed and they look around um they uh go talk to or sorry we cut to uh the mermaid we cut to our second xana i guess now she, our third she didn't Xana. check in yeah. Right. She, yeah, she hadn't checked in with Sully. So Sully admits in the car right before the scene that he doesn't get out in the field much anymore. He's more management. Um, so yeah, he didn't, he didn't check in with Nikki, I believe is the name of this other Xana, mm-hmm. uh, the mermaid Xana. So they're going to go check in on her. Um, we cut to her, we get there ahead of the boys and ahead of Sully. And she is there with her, uh, child Zoe, who they're in like a little above ground kiddie pool or whatever. They're not kiddie pool. I guess it's like a like an actual above ground. It's like pool. an above ground um, pool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a big above ground pool, but it's an above ground pool. Um, and so the little girl goes off to gymnastics or whatever, and then the mermaid Nikki is done and stabbed again. Yep. Not she again. Another Xana stabbed. So we've had now two Xanacidal attacks. Yep, take a drink. Um, the boys and Sully, they rolled up. Uh, and they get in the backyard, and there she is, dead in the pool. Just like her bloody tail flopped out over the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The set, like, this is, this is an episode Props had fun with. With, like, the sparkle blood, the, like, mermaid corpse. But, like, fun in a way that, like, I don't know. I guess you had to you had to set up the initial scene, and then have like the whole like murder scene with Sparkle. But then you know doing the the pool bit, like not too hard, but really creative, really fun. Um, and then the rest of the episode is very industrial, <laughs> mm-hmm. very industrial. Uh, but yeah, so they they uh, have to then bury poor Nikki. Um, yeah. 
But they were asking yeah. Sully, like, who would want to do this? Like, who else? Like, what is going on here? And that's when Sully kind of reveals that he's got, like, her. she's got a boyfriend that's also one of Sully's friends, and that's Weems. Um, Weems has the kid named Fletcher. So now it's like, oh, man, we better go check on Weems after we bury Nikki. Which is a really sad moment when, like, Dean really is, like, moment. being so... Be, he's being indignant Dean and Sully's like I think I saw some shovels over there and it's like oh oh Sully it was really heart wrenching yeah. and then you have the whole um uh uh Sam asking Sully like Sully are, are you okay and uh Sully saying yeah Sam I'm fine how are you and you can clearly tell he's not and then yeah. Sam his response I just love his aces. Dig, dig, dig. <laughs> Put shovel into mm-hmm. dirt. Just mm-hmm. aces. Oh, it was... I That scene, that might be my favorite scene uh, overall in the whole episode just because of how they... Well, other than the air guitar solo, of course. Yeah, um, that's a great one. Uh, just because it is... it It's setting us up for the flashbacks we're about to see. Um, because you have... Like Dean asking Sam, like when you know when he first says, like, "Is my imaginary friend?" Like, why did you need an imaginary friend? And Sam's like, "Because I was a lonely kid. I was I was always alone. You and Dad were always off doing stuff, and so I had to make this guy up. But apparently, I didn't make him up because uh, he's a Xana anyway." Um, yeah. And he, and he is lonely. They're like, we'll be back. You can't come hunting with us. We'll be back in a couple of days. Like, he's just supposed to entertain yeah. himself and, like, care for himself at the... Like, I don't leave my they, son who's 13 home alone for more than, like, four hours at a time. They're just leaving him <laughs> home for, like, four days. Not home. In random hotels across America. Right, exactly. He's, like, staying in some random hotel. And, like... They've they've done this before, especially in flashback episodes or flashback scenes with episodes with flashback scenes in them, where they always have said that like John and Dean would go off and Sam would be waiting at a hotel for their call and where to meet them next or whatever. But this is the first time I think they've like really show it because they've either always alluded to it or they've just showed like the moment. I don't know. So uh yeah i just well i just cover we can just cover all the flashbacks and at once because i forget exactly (laughs) where they all uh all fit in here um but basically the flashbacks the first one is uh uh sully and sam talking about how sam can do anything and he could go and this is where we get some of the the ever think back and forth yeah, Everything you could it used to, and then I broke my arm. Uh, yeah. yeah, so they're they're there, and then Sully is like really like trying to like push Sam to not be a hunter and to like go do any you know anything else, go whatever. Um, to the point where then, he, never mind. Go ahead, you're gonna get to it. Oh no, what what? Where to the point where he's like, let's run away with a little bindle stick. <laughs> So you don't have to be a hunter. We'll just go out on the open road, which is like, he already is there. Like he doesn't need to run away. He's already been abandoned. 
Right. And he's already kind of living. Yeah, exactly. Like a little bit of a hobo life. Yeah, he doesn't need to. Uh, he needs like a permanent home and school and three meals a day. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's what he mm-hmm. needs, Sully. Uh, he ends up getting into Stanford, which can we... I don't think we've ever talked about this. How, how? unlikely that is. Within how? They, ha- they obviously how, how, hacked how? They lied. Obviously. Lied. Obviously. That's what happened. They hacked Stanford's computers to let him in. And then they although, go get him. They're like, we, they do although, all this yeah, work. And then they. Dad and John or Dean and John wouldn't have helped. No. Sammy would have had to do it by himself. Yeah. I don't know. That, that is helped. a point that that is a point that never gets talked about ever. Mm-hmm. how on earth with the no same school like he never went to the same school so like my guess is these guys don't have high school diplomas i would put a good amount of money on that yeah like maybe they got geds maybe at some point but what in their line of work they don't need one and not only that but like they're literally like predestined by chuck so like he would have never made sure they ever needed it yeah i i i yeah education Um, was not a priority no it was not anyway weird side tangent to get off on apologies but like really gets glossed over that like one of the fundamental things of the pilot episode is that sam is at stanford yet yeah everything they they should have made it some like little redneck college in the middle of nowhere yeah. you know? it could have been ku in lawrence kansas yeah no good enough that we he's in a college you know stanford and that's where we went and got a room to do monster hunting some more uh we should re-record pilot that'd be fun um, okay <laughs> revisit pilot i'm in all right so uh, uh, the other flashback is then the kind of like the breakup, uh, flashback. There are, th- I believe there's three flashbacks. I don't know how I've, I'm forgetting what the third one is. Um, but you have, uh, uh, the breakup where Sully yeah, has the bindle stick and everything. Sam hangs up the phone and says, oh, we don't have to run away. My dad wants me and I'm going to go hunt with them. And Sully's like, are you sure? Are you sure? And then. Um. yeah basically that's when they have their fight and Sam says he wishes he could unmake up Sully and it's very sad and that yeah, kid actor very sad. is like really mean yeah <laughs> it's a really mean a really kid tough, actor it's a really tough scene uh, to get through Dylan Everett is, is the name of young sorry that's Dean uh, Dylan Kingwell. So both young Dean and young Sam are, uh, at least at one point in time, we're both Dylans. Dylan Kingwell is young Sam in this episode. Uh, but yeah, very, very heartbreaking scene because, and like Nate Torrance's face is like, Sully's face is just so, oh, so good, but so yeah. sad. And so just, it felt like Harry and the Hendersons. You know. And this is like a real a real season eleven theme is these like seemingly whimsical episodes that have like real dark undercurrents that are revealed as the episode plays out. 
Mm-hmm. Like the, that's like the that's plush. like the mood of season eleven. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, plush, which is like oh, s- scary costume monsters and child molestation. Oh, yeah. what? Why do what? we want? <laughs> Why did Where we did put that, that in from? there? <laughs> this yeah, this one is uh, imaginary friends and abandonment. Yeah, and uh, car accidents and car. That's where yeah. So that's where this episode gets real. Real uh, uh, <laughs> dark, I guess, mm-hmm. is is the so they go to Weems and uh, yeah, because we get that we get the breakup flashback much later when Weems and Sam are talking. Um, but we get to Weems, uh, Weems who was like hanging up the laundry because Fletcher pisses the bed all the time. He's got a bladder like a sieve. We learn later, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, so Weems is like hanging up laundry and this is where the stabby stabs come in, but they don't kill Weems. They just kind of like slice mm. him a little bit. Uh, and he's able to see the attacker drive off in a blue VW bug and that it's female. And so Dean's like, uh, uh, imaginary friends. I don't know. I can't help you, but a girl in a Volkswagen, I'm on terra firma. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. Awesome line. Uh, yes, I'm on terror for So Dean runs off after the girl while Sam stays behind with Sully and Weems. Um, and this is also this is where we get the cool air guitar solo because Sam's like, air, what air guitar? Huh? Then he does this whole, it's awesome. Just watch the episode, people. Um, <laughs> take my word for it. It's great. It's great. It's great. And they're like, what makes you an imaginary friend? You seem like just a like a weirdo. And he's like, oh, I'm really good at air guitar. Yeah, he's like, well, yeah, why would kids want to hang out with you? He's like, I'm really good at air guitar. And they're like, oh, okay. And then he's like, no, watch. Renato does a whole like Bill and Ted style air mm-hmm. guitar solo. And it's great. Um, yeah, so then it is pretty great. Uh, Sully leaves the scene for some reason. And that's when Sam and Weems talk and Weems is like, oh, you're that Sam. And that's when we get our flashback of the Sully and Sam breakup. Um, we get to, oh yeah. So we also get like a great BM moment between Sam and Sully then um, where Sam basically is like, I, we left things really terribly. I'm really sorry. I also like in Sam's defense, didn't think you were real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, 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 but he also kind of talks to him about the darkness and, and the visions he's having and uh, say, you know, Sully, but Sully's like, I'm so proud of you. You've saved the world. Da, 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 da. Like I keep track of my kids. And, and so, but Sam's still not feeling very heroic because he's got all this stuff going on. And, um, but uh, Sam gets a text from Dean saying that he's found the girl and an address, which if you ever just get a text from the brother, like at this point, they know. Like they call right. those two call each other. They don't mm-hmm. text. They call each other. Anytime one of them gets a text from the other one, they should just know they've been captured. <laughs> right. And it's like, we're not even going to see this girl get this like 90 pound uh, girl get the drop on Dean. Nope, did not get to see that whatsoever. That was unfortunate. Uh, I feel like that's something they would have made a little bit more of a meal of in an earlier season. 
for sure. Um, they didn't make any meal of it at all. It was off camera. So uh, they walk in and, uh, sorry, uh, Sam and Sully walk in. So they go to find Dean and he is being held by this woman named Reese who is trying to get revenge against Sully because she believes that Sully is the reason her twin sister died as a child getting hit by a car because she yep. chased Sully out into the street. Yep. Which, like, it should be Xana 101. Don't play tag in the street. In the street, right? Like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. And then this is where, this is where then we get the line from Dean because she's like, this is, a, he's a sick monster. He should be put down. All of them should be put down. I'm hunting every single one of them. I went and found uh, a Tibetan shaman to put a, to give me a spell so I could see these freaks and blah, blah, blah. And Dean is like, look, now, normally, I'm all about killing monsters <laughs> and anything that's not a human. Uh, and, however, these guys are like freaking Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I forget what the exact line is, but he says something to that effect. Um, and she, eventually like that that does work through to her but not before we do hear from sully the what happened um which yeah his his the story of what happened he says this is why they were my first kids after sam and i had our terrible breakup uh uh after this happened this is why i don't go in the field anymore because literally this whole event like broke me um so like sully's really like and it's so dark and sad it is very dark and sad. And then, and then he go, looks at her and goes, "If this is what you need to feel better, go ahead and kill me." And we have this like yeah. this just tragic moment between these two. This like character Whatever's we just best met for the kid. <laughs> Whatever's best for the kid, yeah. And uh, she eventually, she ultimately can't go through with it because how could you? The guy's wearing rainbow suspenders. Yeah, can't kill um, a guy wearing rainbow suspenders. No. No. So uh, we get we get that happy-ish ending, I guess. Um, and I'm trying to remember what it's not like they it's not like they can take her to court or like arrest her or anything. Like she didn't kill real people. <laughs> she right, only killed right. imaginary people. But the ultimate bad in this episode, I mean, like the the bad in this episode is just a person. Uh, that's always yeah. some of my favorite supernatural episodes is when they're like, oh, the worst thing of all of them is still just people. Still just people. Still just people. Just like my favorite X Files episodes were always the ones where it's like, nope, just a guy. <laughs> a, a girl with unprocessed trauma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just someone who needed therapy. Yeah. But, like, how do you tell your therapist that the imaginary friend killed your sister? Um, yeah, so uh, we uh, drop knives, day saved, people saved, things hunted, but the thing Yay. hunted was people. And uh, we then get like our, our good like BM scene at the end with, with Sully and the boys. Boy um, melodrama, wrapping, we get it. Wrapping the whole thing up. Um, and yeah. I mean, then the boys. We then we have some cage talk in the car. There's some uh, cage talk in the car. 
Yeah, there was cage talk at the very beginning too. I kind of glossed over. Uh, uh, we'll we'll get to that with our rules recap. Um, so yeah, and uh, that is essentially just my imagination. Just my imagination. Great job. But yeah, uh, how did our rules play out, Chrissy? Yes, how did they? Xanocidal attacks. I have three because I, I, I count the weems even though he, he didn't actually die as a, an attempt to kill him. I did too. Uh, I also got three. I, yeah, because then the, she doesn't actually attack Sully at the end. Um, uh, I, I had three flashbacks. I also had three flashbacks. Okay, cool. Obviously, we had one air guitar solo. One chugging air guitar solo. I have six indignant deans. I have five. Okay. So we're pretty close on that. Yeah. I have seven ever thinks. Same. Exactly. Nice. I literally had to, I rewound it because I kept missing them. <laughs> I like rewound mm. that scene like three times. Because <laughs> 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 something else kept distracting me. And I was like, dang it, you're, you need to count these lines. Um, uh, I have three instances of cage talk. I only have two, but if there was one at the beginning, I missed it. Yeah, there's there's like the boys are in the car on the way, or they're in the bunker, one of the two, and they're talking about it, and then you have Sam and Sully talk about it, and then the boys talk about it in the car at the end. Um, I only counted two thumbs up from Sully's, and then how many pop culture references did you count, Chrissy? Four. Four. Four pop culture references by Dean. You have the Mork from Orc reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totoro. You have the Totoro reference, which is awesome. Uh, well, Totoro really cares about you, huh? Um, you have the Drop Dead Fred. Yep. And Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. But then I'm saying, like, there's whatever he says in that moment, I think, is a pop culture reference, too, at the end. Maybe it's not. But, uh, well, I could have missed some. Uh, according to the, uh, the old, also on the Wikipedia here, uh, uh, they pose as Dr. Strummer and Dr. McGowan. Joe Strummer and Shane McGowan were both vocalists for the band The Pogs. So they're getting a little more deep cutty with our band. Uh, Joe Strummer is in another band too, though. Isn't he in The Clash? Yes, he is. I think you'd have to be a musician with that last name, right? Yeah. That's not his actual last name, Grizzy. (laughs) Well, he's a a great stage name. His actual name is John Graham Meller. (laughs) But that's a great. That'd be like if you were a drummer and your and your name was Banger or something. I don't know. Yeah, or, Joe Banger. Joe Banger, <laughs> the drummer, because you couldn't be Strummer the drummer. That'd be too weird. Me our band. We got Joe Strummer on guitar. Joe Banger <laughs> on the drums. Joe Thumb Guy on the bass. Thumper on the bass. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. Anyway, so that I, Chrissy, I love this episode. I just, yeah. I do, even though it, it is, there's lots of sad stuff in it. Um, like literally you have like Sam, like losing his mind. He's like, just like has no confidence or like ability to like, just be himself because he's all worried about these. What's ultimately the devil What's ultimately Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, uh, in his head, just playing mind games. And of course then like the episode after this one is even, I is another episode I want to do. I won't do it. So I don't do three in a row. But uh, why not it's, go for our first uh, hat trick? Oh, actually, not not the not directly after this one. Two episodes after this, because the one after this is Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and that's where we do get a whole mm-hmm. bunch of like, you know, Devil uh, yeah. or Lucifer stuff or whatever. Uh, I believe it's Devil in the Details, which is the Christmas, the one that opens with with um... Crowley at Christmas, right? Oh, right, right, right. No, that's a different one too. Shoot, I'm trying to remember. Oh no, that's what no, that's what brother wrote down. Because that's the one that starts with the guy uh, preaching at the beginning. Yes, yeah. Two episodes after this one, which is uh, "Devil in the Details," is the one that opens with Crowley and Rowena at Christmas and like the flashback, and then it's Lucifer is the dad or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. That episode's fun. Mm-hmm. Whole thing's fun. Such a fun show. It's a so fun glad we show. do this. What are we doing next? Oh, we're going way back. We're getting in the way back machine. Heck yeah. We're going like to way season back. three, episode 11, Mystery Spot. Yes. So when we originally were recording this pre-pandemic, we were going episode by episode, season by season, and we we got halfway, we got almost through season three, but we didn't get to the mystery spot. So I'm doing the mystery Sweet. spot. Sweet. Okay, are you mystery ready for the rules? Spot. I am ready for the rules. Okay, rule number one. Heat of the moment. <laughs> Take a drink anytime you hear heat of the moment. Do a waterfall anytime Dean gargles. So if he gargles, you gargle. <laughs> If uh, take a drink anytime someone catches the hot sauce, take a drink for an X Files reference, take a drink for the syrup swap, take a drink when we reveal the trickster. Spoiler alert! <laughs> take a drink for Huey Lewis's Back in Time. Back in time. Back in time. And then this is take a Groundhog drink. Day episode, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. And take a drink when Bobby calls. Oh, I love this one. It's a great one. I love it. It has twists and turns you can't see coming. Yeah. I am quite excited to get to watch this one again. Hmm. all right well that's our episode guys thanks for listening thanks for sticking around to the end to find out what's next hey if you're here with us at the end and you want a little more 
there is a little more. Nate and I always talk about our lessons learned for each episode and have a little bit of extra conversation at the end, which you can get if you become a member, become a sustaining member of our podcast. Help us to keep make this, help us to keep making this thing. Help us to keep going. Uh, We appreciate you so much. And you know what? If you're not ready for that, uh, you know, if you're not ready to go to True Story FM and become a member, then uh, you know what you can do is just like, rate, review, follow, subscribe. I really want people to review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We don't have enough reviews on there. I want to get some more. Um, and we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, Nate, where can people find us in the real world? In the real world, you can find us, uh, doing some improv comedies at the neighborhood comedy theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona, uh, shows our Friday and Saturday nights, and you can find all sorts of other details at nctphoenix.com. That is correct. Um, stay tuned for more episodes. Keep listening. And when you're out there in the world, saving people and hunting things, you know, the family business, be sure to keep the gank that drank motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and party on. Dudes. Party on dudes.